What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Expected Bets 4 presented by the Odds Breakers. On this week's episode, we'll be breaking down the Central Division and offering all of our best bets. Uh, we'll be breaking down the Pacific next week, rounding out our season preview. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go check those out now. Opening nights just around the corner, October 11th, preseason hockey is in full effect. But before we start, I want to bring in the rest of the crew. Cheds, how's it going? I mean, it's going great. The Devils are winning the Cup, 82-0. I watched them yesterday. Fantastic. Won the 50-50 raffle to boot, so I'm winning money Unreal. before the season's even started. Yeah, what a um, all I have to say is uh, Vitek Vanacek's the next Dominic Hasek. Simon Nemec's the next Nicholas Lidstrom. Jack Hughes is blitzing past whatever the NHL scoring record is um, against the Flyers alone. He doesn't really have to play anyone else. And yeah, I'm full, full bets go. I basically hit the greatest parlay. I will all season putting 40 bucks in and winning five grand yesterday. So it'd be a shame if anyone tagged old takes exposed here, if uh, any of those predictions don't come true. Um, But I love the belief here. I mean, they're locks. Yeah. Little (laughs) mortal locks. (laughs) We'll do it over to Betsky now. How's, how are you feeling about this? You got the coyotes coming up here. So we excited for this or? Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no shame in what they're doing. Or, uh, there's, there's a little uh, bit of shame in what they're doing, <laughs> but I, I'm glad that they got a direction. So I'll, yeah. I'll take some pies of the face today. Uh, but this should be fun. They might not be the worst team in this division. Think about it that way. I, I may have a hot take on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and certainly, last but not least, Franco. You've been catching ricochet shots. It feels like every episode now. So uh, how we doing? Uh, like I said before the pod, I'm just excited not to talk about a team that's or to talk about a team that might be worse than the Flyers. We'll see. There you or go. Two. See. There you go. All right. With that being said, uh, no real. I don't think any major NHL news has come out kind of in the past week or so. Um, so with that being said, let's head to Arizona, Betsky. Let's talk about your Coyotes. Uh, new arena this year. Congrats to them. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's big. Uh, capacity, I think, 5,000. Yeah. So we're on the up and up here. But I, w- I want to start here. 20 of their first 24 on the road. It doesn't seem like they're getting any breaks. And nor should they, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I mean... I really want them to be the worst team in the league. I actually don't think they are going to end up being the worst unless there's some brutal injuries again, because the team last year started showing some heart. I really like our new coach and or Andre Tournier. Um, he's been fantastic getting the most out of some of the kids. Uh, he Bruce Armstrong brought in some just Big bruisers. I mean, there's an identity. I remember when BA first came over to the Arizona, he said that he wanted it to be hard to play in Arizona and it'd be like sticky like a cactus. Like he wants everybody to be sticky and and just be a pain in everybody's ass. And he definitely made that with the roster. So I feel bad for other teams because, you know, they're going to have college kids yelling at them, you know, hopefully a rowdy bar and every, every night. And then, you know, if if mitts get dropped here and there and we get some uh, pushing and shoving, I think I think it could be a kind of like a slap shot atmosphere, more games than not. 
Yeah, I mean, that'll certainly be interesting to see kind of. I'm excited. I honestly want to watch the first home game. I think I've already penciled that in um, just to see that atmosphere. I have to say uh, I was muted when you said it, but when you said they have 20 of the first 24 games away from home, I just burst out. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's because the college team that plays their got first dips. Oh, oh, sorry. Wow. I I wasn't (laughs) laughing because of how bad shape they are. It's because I I remember that it's because they're at a college. It it was just the the whole situation is hilarious. And I don't think – so they – they added an NHL facility attached to it, and I'm not convinced it's completely done. So I think it is partially construction reasons where, you know, they can throw in North Dakota University and they, those players won't care so much. But um, it's I, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm kind of stoked because last thing we need is to have a couple early home games that get this team going and <laughs> no turning back because I, I want Bedard. There's nothing that's getting this team going. I don't know what to do. No, I agree. I agree. I, there was that streak last year where they, I think they won. Like that was electric. Like, that yeah. was electric. Nick Schmaltz was just on every point. Yep. Every point. Yep. So, I mean, part of me doesn't, it, that that week or week and a half was a ton of fun as a fan, but we, we don't need too much of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead, Chaz. I, I was just going to say, I'm looking at your future. No one's beating you guys for 2025 20, seconds or 2024 20, thirds. They have four of each. Yep. Just racking them up. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw it to you here, Franco, real quick here. It seems like Chikrin just, they just refuse to move him. I mean, he's been rumored for how long? It seems like over a year at this point now. Of And if he goes, I mean, they might have the worst decor in the league. Yeah. I don't understand why they haven't done it yet. It's like, what you're going to wait until the trade deadline. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they wait for the first few weeks and see if the team loses a guy and they can ask for King's ransom. I, I don't really get it. Like let's, let's just move on and, and get this going. So I, I, I mean, is he going to play or is he just going to be on the sideline? I don't understand what the purpose is but it, it's, of, of holding him. Well, I saw, I saw something like, I think it was like a week or two ago where he said like, there's just been on and off conversations. Like he still wants to get traded, but apparently for like Ottawa, like they wanted Shane Pinto and Ottawa is not willing to give him up. So I think it's like the Coyotes want to deal him, but they want to get full value out of him, which is why it hasn't been done yet. He also has a wrist injury right now. So there may be one thing where people don't want to trade for an injured player right away. Apparently there was a deal with Columbus on the draft floor that almost went through, but Chikrin's agent supposedly called Columbus and said he wasn't very interested in playing there. I mean, well, <laughs> unless Columbus the, could have, yeah, it was before Johnny. You know, right? yeah, yeah, unless yeah. For, for some reason Columbus lands the biggest free agent, but yeah. So that uh, I'm sure he's kicking himself for not, just accepting that at the time or expressing interest, but here we are. I, I mean, I mean, look, this team's going to have eventually a good future, but if you're, we're talking about the like here and now, I mean, who excites me on this team? I like Lawson Krause. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. I'm glad we got that deal done. I'm interested to see what Jack McBain turns into. I'm interested to see what like Victor Soderstrom turns into Connor geeky, Dylan Ginther, like good young prospects. 
Yeah, but the interesting then, thing is I don't know if even Gunther's going to make the team this year. That makes him a lot less fun to watch because if I have to watch Andrew Ladd play NHL hockey <laughs> alongside Zach Cassian. It, yeah. We talked about this beforehand, and here's my struggle with putting this team anywhere but the bottom. They already were the worst team in the league, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And then they signed John Gillies, who gives me permanent <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> And I genuinely think he's the worst goal in the NHL, especially that one clip of him just having no idea where the puck was. He was looking in the complete opposite direction. And somehow the puck was on the complete other side, giving the Oilers an empty net. It's one of the most comical things I've ever seen if I wasn't furious at it. And I'm pretty sure I had the over that game as well. So if John Gillies is starting, take the over. Point blank. Yeah. Like, period. Easy. But man. I mean, just just seeing Zach Cassian and Nick Ritchie on the second line makes me want to throw up a little bit. <laughs> Centered by Bukestad. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. That's like, why bring those guys in? I know they got to get to like a cap floor and stuff like that, but like, I would rather I would rather see like all the young guys. Just forget it. Like, let's just get all these young guys second line minutes and let's go and let's see what we got. Well, I think, I think you just, I think you just nailed it. They're they're with those guys. They're like three million over the floor. Yeah, that's it's just got, ridiculous. We also me. got second round picks for both of them. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's what you call a win win. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Betsy. Yeah, I want to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We we dumped the cupboard when they were somewhat competitive in the Chike era, especially when we were mm-hmm. acquiring Hall from Jersey. So we don't have many <laughs> prospects. And oh, and then the, the whole stretching scandal. So we lost all of our 2020 picks. So there's about a full, there's a full draft year where we had literally only had like a seventh round pick. Uh, 2021, we had to forfeit our first but that's when we started the sell off and started we got Vancouver's first. And that's when we drafted Gunther. I but, do have to say big fan of your guys organization that Taylor Holtred got us Dawson Mercer and uh, Jonas Siegenthaler big fan. I really appreciate you guys doing that. Um, yeah. And basically forcing Taylor Hall to go from asking for 8 million a year to signing a one year deal with Buffalo. <laughs> so, yeah. He was, an absolute, <laughs> he was an absolute stud for us. So. Was he? You yeah. guys got rid of him so fast. Yeah, he, he did not fit at all. Um, looking at the current team total projection here, uh, they have the line for points at 65 and a half. Last year, they had 57. Betsky, I, I want to be optimistic here. Tell me a way that they get to 65. Or if you're just out, just be like, just slam the under here. Because I love the under in this. I'd, I'd slam the under. I don't yeah. see that there's any way they improve that much. I don't, the division got a little bit worse, but they're mm-hmm. so far beyond behind every team that I don't think they're going to get extra wins against Winnipeg than they did last year. You know, um, I think the bigger part of this and like, I understand the players and coaches don't tank, but if last year there were teams that were trying to be bad, this year, there's going to be some GMs that are going to gut the team. Like, I, their GM might go up to Keller and Schmaltz and, like, break their legs for them. I don't – and so here's here's one issue is Keller, Krause, and Chikrin were all out 
for a good chunk at the end of the season last year, Keller snapped his leg like right after that hot streak. Yeah. So if those guys all stay healthy and Richie actually shockingly had some chemistry with Hayton, that's the only thing I wonder. And, And if, if teams just don't play up when they come to, you know, the college rink, there's it could be just kind of like trap games all the time but i i still don't think they hit that line because you said it was 67 or 65 65 and a half it's a lot of extra points to get i'm also but also what you're saying what i'm trying to say is like if those players have any type of injury they might have a bruise on their ankle like those oh, doctors yeah. are going to have them staying out if that's yeah. the race they're in at the end of the season. You you got what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if there's yeah. anything, if Clayton Keller walks in and coughs once pregame, yeah. oh, he's, out with the flu. he's out with the flu. <laughs> yeah. Like I think some teams that are really bad are going to go to extreme lengths to make sure they're bad this year. And especially the- with the new rules that you can't drop, you know, from first to eighth or whatever it is. Right. What's the first you can go third. Yeah, if you're if you're in last place, the worst you'll draft is third overall, which pretty much guarantees you like Fantilli or Mishkov. Yeah. So trust me, like they are gonna want to be bad. Yeah. And I can't see it, man. The only thing is we don't have much to gut. Chikrin's pretty much gone. Gossip Bear probably goes near Schmaltz, probably, right? Maybe. Yeah. I think Schmaltz is a long term. Didn't they just I sign him to a long too. deal? No, he's been signed a couple of years. It looked really, okay. really bad for a minute there, but now it's looking a little bit better. I think Richie and Cassian probably go somewhere. Where? I don't. So I mean, again, deadline deals. Somebody that wants a little bit of grit. Richie, Richie maybe, but Cassian still has two. Cassian has another year, so yeah, I bet you Cassian stays, and then we have to start calling up kids at that point. It see it seems like a weird line because like Chicago, I mean, you still have Chicago in the division, but yeah, it's only what eight points more. Yeah. And um we're replacing know. Beagle and Louis Erickson and uh gosh, what was his name? Anton Strawman. Strawman actually was pretty good for us Phil, for a Phil minute. Kessel. Phil Kessel. Oh yeah, gone. Kessel's gone. Kessel looks good. He dropped like 50 pounds. I saw that. I need to get on his plan. Is, is that what happens when you leave Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> the hot dogs don't taste as good. Yeah, the snoring dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, we could put this anyway. Like, I don't know if they're going to be the worst team in this division because there's two real shitters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't see them gaining nine more points. I can't either. Last year. I can't either. Especially yeah. this year. I, I would say comparatively to last year more bottom dwellers improved than than got worse i think the only team that's going to truly bottom out harder than they were last year is chicago maybe oh my maybe god Sanford. i just pulled up chicago's lines uh, yeah they're bad think, holy they're shit bad. all right do we, is this a good transition yeah yeah hang on Franco. Nope. anything else to add or are you good to move on chicago no, let's go. Let's go. All right. From one... uh, can I just pull this <laughs> yeah. up? Yeah. All right. Chet, start t- us off with Chicago here. <laughs> Their top line is Andres Athanasiu, Max Domi, <laughs> and a guy who's most likely going to get traded. Their second line has Taylor Radish, Tyler Johnson, and another guy most likely to get traded. 
Their third line has two players I've never heard of in my life. And I only know Colin Blackwell because he played for the Rangers. And their fourth line is full of NPCs that were NHL generated, not real people. <laughs> they have the two Seth Jones, the, the two Jones brothers uh-huh. on defense, a pickle who was good like eight years ago. Jack Johnson, who I'm pretty sure is like one of the worst defensemen I've ever watched ever. Two more NPCs in Riley Stillman and Connor Murphy. Oh, Murphy's good. <laughs> it's all right. He's I good for Chicago. I just can't wait also, to get the goalies here because the this Peter is the Marazic best part. The goalies, is, the goalies is the best part. Also, you got the wrong pickle. This is a new pickle. Yeah, this is a new pickle. Oh, this, this is, is a, this isn't. Oh shit, he's not even properly pickled yet. So this guy's shit. He's a shit pickle. Yeah, <laughs> this roster is. Atrocious. Oh, I thought I, I thought they somehow got the sharks guy. I just like there can't be another Vlasic, can there? Um, oh, wow, that, that's even worse. I, Jack Johnson being in any team's top four, it would be bad for a college team. He's top two. Team. He's in their top two with Jones. I see him in top four on daily okay. off, but either way, it's not good. Uh, Seth Jones can't play defense to begin, in my opinion. He's he's good going forward, but like not great defensively. Patrick yeah. Kane's gonna play one regular season game and demand to get traded. That, yeah, that was my next question. Was do we think Taves and Kane make it through the season with uh, no Chicago? Shot. Yeah, no, no way. No. Yeah, there's no. It's way. just when, when, when is it? Is it mid season or is it early? Exactly. And this is where the whole like, I think they could be better than Arizona if this is more deadline deals. But if this is happening before the win- the Christmas break and Kane, Taves, and you know maybe Connor Murphy, I don't think they can move Seth Jones, but. If they start gutting this early, oof, boy. I don't know. Maybe Arizona takes on Seth Jones' contract. And we could use a defenseman. <laughs> no, first off, no one's taking that contract. That's no, I, I think he has a no move, defense. right? I believe so. Yeah, he's got no That's move. That's crazy. But, like, where is the forethought here to be like, we might be bad. Maybe we shouldn't give this dude eight years, nine and a half million. Like, wh- what was the disconnect there? I don't know. Maybe they thought they still had like five more years with Kane and Tace. I don't know. I think they yeah, thought the rest they of the team three. sucked. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least they had to brink it last year and Dylan Strome, which I mean, that's not exciting, but and, was, and, Kirby, and, Kirby, and, and Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc was young. I don't yeah. know why the hell they got rid of him. That yeah. that, uh, this entire team's outlook. What is their number at 66 and a half? Yep. Yeah, I'm slamming that under. Under. Yeah. Way under. My uh, my biggest question right now is who's who's buying like jerseys? Like who wants a jersey with any of these guys on it? I would love a Boris catch catch <laughs> catch. Boris can shoot, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Dude, if only like, to say like I am the only person in the world that has one. Yeah. Exactly. People, like, like, like there is. What are you, his brother? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this team too, and then. They bring in so they bring in Marazek too for the number one. Alex Stallox their second, but I mean Marazek obviously had some injury issues last year. I'll, I'll throw this to you, Franco, but like their goalies are just atrocious. If Marazek somehow gets hurt again and they have to start Alex Stallock of all people, like I don't even want to know who their third goaltender is. Yeah, I I I was trying to find that out because they yeah. even got rid of Colin Delia, which yep. no, it's just like. What the hell is going on here, man? And they got rid of Lankinen, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was decent for them last year. But, I mean, Mrazic couldn't win on a Toronto team last year. And now he's going to come to this team and try to pick up wins? This is – 
I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I guess they're trying to lose. So fair enough. Yeah, Stallock only played one game last year. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he hasn't played in a few years. I remember he used to be on the Sharks way yep, back. Yeah, playing one game uh, in the I, NHL last season with the Sharks. I do have to say one thing. I'm reading up a little bit on their prospects. Uh, the Lucas Reichel guy who I was shitting on their third line, apparently he's a very good prospect. Yeah. Um, so if you want someone, he's, according to Corey Promen, to be a top-of-the-lineup player, whatever that means. Um, and he's kind of above average in anything. He has them right around middle of the pack, like 16th, 17th um, in terms of prospect pools. So not good, not bad, but for a team this bad to be middle of the pack is kind of scary. So that's going to be definitely interesting to see. They have a lot of work to do. I know they – do we know who they take with the um, the Senators pick this year? They took that defenseman, like call uh, – what was his name? I wanted to say Colchonic, but I know that's not it. It's uh, he was the guy on the Thunderbirds. He's like a Kevin Korchinski. Thank you. Yeah, and then Frank Pizar with the thirteen. Okay. Korchinski is, I mean, kind of like a Gosses Bear clone, maybe a little bit more defensive minded, but and you know, I could be totally off base here. But I thought he was more of an offensive puck mover, like not that different than Boquist. <laughs> So they can pair him with Seth Jones, right? And that'll be really good. Yeah, just vibes, literal yeah. vibes. That's all we're here <laughs> yeah. for. Franco. So I did a little bit of research and found out their third goalie is Arver Arvid uh, Soderblom. He played, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He played three games, uh, two starts for the Blackhawks last season, going 0-2 and 0 with a 5.01 goals against average and a 0. .83 or 0.63863 save percentage. So that's a solid third option in that too. If um, I think, I think the I think the question we should all be asking ourselves is can this offense score enough so that we can bet overs with this team or do we just like avoid this team like the plague? I feel like that's one of these teams where you just don't touch. Yeah. This solder bloom dude, he actually is like a pretty good prospect though. In the AHL he had really good numbers. Yep. Um so he, they, if you're as bad as they are, just give him a chance. Like he played a couple games last year on a bad team. Like it's going to be even worse this year, but like, give this dude a chance. He can't possibly be worse than Morazic and stay over a, a pretty long stretch. Yeah. So I'll, I'll throw it back here. I mean, last year they had 68 points. The current lines at 66 and a half. Franco, you already said you're hammering the under here. Uh, Chad Spetsky, are you guys kind of on that same train? I love yeah. the under. I have 66 and a half on yep. FanDuel, um, minus 110. So, yeah, Petsky, what about you here? Yeah, I'll take that under any day. Mm-hmm. All right. So, after we just got done unloading on uh, these two teams, do we want to save Colorado for last and move on yeah, to let, Dallas? Let's, let's save for Colorado for last. Right now, we're talking about the teams on the Flyers level. Okay. All right. I guess we'll just we'll go down. We'll go to the line. We'll skip Colorado here. Um, this is, a, is an interesting team here. Um, the Dallas Stars, obviously, they bring in uh, DeBoer from Vegas here, had an exit in the playoffs last year. And we were talking this about before the podcast, but um, kind of the future of this team and James Robertson and uh, Jake Ottinger still unsigned here. Obviously, Betsky, or I'll throw it to you here, Franco, because you're talking about this, but you think a deal's coming soon. Yeah, I mean, th- this is – you don't even question it. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would hope, right? That yeah. it, otherwise, they're 
terribly run franchise, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. It, it's got to be some sort of weird sticking point. Maybe it's like a no trade clause type of thing that they're trying to work out or whatever, but I, I can't see him not being signed. The guy, the guy just looks like a stud. And for, for this team that wasn't an offensive team last year, he was putting up points left and right. So just, I, don't, I don't see how you cannot just sign one, him. Just one quick thing. He signed like two weeks ago. He, he signed a three-year deal. Wait. Where do you see that? Jake, Jake Ottinger, he's signed till 2020. No, uh, Robertson. Jason oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. no. Um, yeah, Gator that's said yeah, I missed Ottinger that. As well. Like, he signed, yeah, he just signed, like, a bridge deal for $4 million a year. That's a good call. I missed that, then. Yeah, Robertson um, is still out. Okay. All right. Yeah, Frank, anything else, then? I, I kind of like this team. I, I think it's, it's going to hinge on whether, I guess, Sagan and Ben are toast or not. And I guess Pavelski, you can throw in there as well. They, they, Pavelski didn't have really like a down year. I mean, maybe by his standards he did, but Sagan and Ben obviously did. If they are done, then this team is probably not going to be very competitive. But if they can be at least a little bit more serviceable than, than they were last year, you have two very good lines on this team. And their D pairs look decent at least. And Lost I think, I, hurts. yeah, I mean, that does hurt. I just think I think Ottinger's going like if he can be what he was, maybe not even in the playoffs, but I think he's going to take a step forward where he's we're we're talking about him with these other great young goalies like Sorokin and um you know I I feel like he can make the step. We'll we'll see, but I, I really do like him, so we'll see how this team does. So here's my problem with them. Uh, obviously, first off, Pavelski had. 81 like points last career, year. Career, almost career, career year. year. Yeah. At age 38, like, it's going to be tough. He, yeah, he put up his career high in points last year at age 38. Don't like that one bit. Sagan and Ben basically had career worst years. Both of them were yeah. absolute dog shit. That was my next question. To, to go to you with the, uh, the cap, since you're a cap guy here, those contracts are just brutal. Those contracts are awful. Yep. I, I have it up here. They don't have a first-round pick this year, so they have to go all in to be good. They don't, they don't have a choice. They lost uh, – what's his name? Uh, Klimberg. Yep. Oh, this team's going to be – I don't know. I. The only thing that gives me hope is Pete DeBoer is fantastic in the first series on a team, and that is literally it. I, I just can't willingly bet on this team i'm gonna bet the under on them if you're gonna like a play i kind of like miro heiskanen plus 2000 to win the vesna or vesna the norris he's a really really good defenseman without klimberg he's gonna have even more time to shine get a more room to shine he's getting better every year i really really do um i think this team's gonna struggle man uh, i think they got worse from last year you're relying on a lot of old players that are gonna get worse you would need big, big major step up from Hints and Robertson. And we don't know what Robert like there's really no news around Robertson. It's not like oh, they're close to a deal or anything like that. Yeah, no, I agree. But, uh, um, and not to mention, like last year, they barely snuck into the playoffs mm-hmm. with Pavelski having a career at 38. Both Hints and Robertson went up in points by 45 from the previous years. And that got him to sneak by into the playoffs. 
if they have any type of regression, Robertson's not even going to have a training camp, it looks like, at this point. Like, I'm down on this team. And I also do have a personal vendetta that I don't like Pete DeBoer. Like, that definitely doesn't help. But, like, man, this is – I'm not a huge fan of the outlook over this team. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate him going off with Franco said, but I'll throw it to you, Besky, here. Obviously, I mean, DeBoer is what made the playoffs seven of his last uh, 10 seasons, full seasons as a head coach. Uh, do you think he kind of motivates them to sneak into the playoffs again here? I actually do. Um, I don't think Sagan and Ben have nearly as bad years. I think it's pretty much an anomaly year, or like an outlier year for them. Um, yeah. I think they will bounce back. I do think Pavelski will probably not hit almost a point per game, but he could still be high 60s. They traded their first for Lundqvist from Rain- the Rangers, and I think they're just going to push him right into the Klingberg role. So we'll see how quickly he adapts. I, I That was a head-scratcher move, just moving a straight-up 2023 first for him. But I found this great tweet at the time. Jim Nill has not traded a first round pick in the nine years he was a GM for the stars. So whatever their amateur scouts see in Lundquist, I think they're very high on him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's pushed into a top four role PP specialist right away. Um, I also think they've, actually improved with just subtracting some of the other old guys they had on the team. So I know they're still on the older side, but they're opening up some spots for some of the potential prospects to maybe jump in. So like Radulov's gone, uh, Blake Moe's gone. They still have Suter, but he actually played halfway decent for them last year. Yeah. I mean, they also picked up uh, Mason uh marshman from marshman. florida too yeah so yeah i really like I, I the marshman yeah you will probably sit in on the second line but yeah i don't hate their top six um by any means their bottom six is a little intriguing of yeah. who's gonna fit in there so that's an issue but yeah i i don't know i don't hate this team but it's they're a weird team they always have kind of perplexed me um of some sorts cheds i know you said you're on the under uh 95 and a half they had 98 last year Franco is too high. Franco and Besky, are you guys following suit there? Or do you kind of like him? I think this line's perfect. I think this line's perfect. I'd lean yeah. on the other yeah. but yeah, it's a little tight. I would probably I don't think I would bet under though. I, I am a little more optimistic. I would agree. Yeah. This is a team that kind of just yeah, like I said, I think this line they come in right around 95, anywhere from like 98 to where they were to like 94. So it's a team that I just don't understand having really last year even. Uh, any closing thoughts here before we move on to Nashville? I'm interested to see how the over-unders play with them because mm-hmm. last year was a lot of a system thing. Like, yeah. I forget their coach's name, which was very, very, like, low. I know DeBoer likes to try to implement, a, like, a forechecking system and everything. So interested to see how that changes stuff. Yeah, I am I'm too. I'm also interested to see if they have opportunities for some call-ups because they do have a decent prospect pool still. And I think a lot are starting to hit the AHL, if not have already been in the AHL. 
Well, and Betsky, like you said, they got rid of a lot of those older guys. So yeah, maybe I they, think there's going to be opportunities. Some guys. Yeah, I, that's why I think this team might be more exciting than we're thinking about just because of last year's fiasco with them just not scoring in the playoffs at all. They didn't yeah. score all year. Yeah, I know, but the playoffs just put it on. It was just epic. They at least scored at home last year. They were a terrible road team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm really down on this team. I think last year they were good and had plenty of career years from people. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could see them like repeating that again. This is definitely be a team that you want to watch the first like five or 10 games before like betting on them. I feel like, yeah, this is a team that kind of just stay away from the beginning of the season, especially during the month of October. Um, at least for me, at least. Maybe but, Pavlowski shots at home. Yeah. Or was it good at home or away? All of the stars are good at I home. I think they're all better. Yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. better at home. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's move on to Nashville here. Obviously swept by Colorado last year in the first round of the playoffs, but um you see Saros Vesna finalist was out, and they had a combination of David Riddick and Connor Ingram in that. So that kind of sums up their story there. Um they do bring in Ryan McDonough in the offseason here, though. I'll throw it to you here, Franco. What's kind of your outlook for this team this year? This is a team I kind of struggle with. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see them being better, and obviously that was a no-win situation going against Colorado in that first round it, and with their goaltending scenario. It's just you can't win that in that type of scenario. So, I still like their their team overall. I, I don't think a guy like Forsberg has the year he had last year or Duchesne probably. You would have to assume that they take step back. Nino Niederreiter is a pretty good addition, though, I think. And I, I kind of like their young pieces like Janot and Trennan to maybe make a little bit more noise this year. So, I mean, they've got they've got a nice mix of vets and young guys on this team, which is nice to see. And Saros has been pretty good. So, look. Just forget what you're doing, and just bet on Roman Yossi to get some shots on goal. Well, yeah, that, that's all. That's all we're doing. Yeah, that is all we're doing here. I'm actually really big fan of this team, though. I think they're so much better than Dallas, in my opinion. And I hate John Hines. I, I oh, I him. I agree. I I agree. They're better than Dallas. I I don't think that's really an argument. I, their their defense alone just looks a thousand times better than the Dallas one because they have scorers and they have defenders. It's like a I nice Soros is better than Oninger as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess uh, as of now, I think I think Ottinger is going to take that step though, so we'll see. But I think UC Soros was like top three in the Vezina last year. He he's an yeah. elite elite goalie. He like, he, I, I, he won them games last year when yeah. the, that whole fiasco with with Vegas just losing and losing and Nashville kind of just Nashville and Dallas for that matter both kind yeah. of just like kind of hanging around there. So he he kept them in for sure. He saved 21 goals above expected last year, UC Soros. That's insane. Almost yeah. as good as Bobrovsky. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy? Uh, we talk about Jake Ottinger. He only saved one above expected last year. He wasn't good in the regular season. Yeah, just a breakout. Um, Playoffs, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw it to you here, Betsky. Um What's your what's your thoughts on this team here? Because they are, they are interesting. They do have a lot of young talent. 
that's kind of on the come up here, especially uh, with some guys who have stepped up last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the second best team in the division. No, I completely agree. Hold on. Let me just look at the division real quick. You have St. Louis. It, it would be a big point jump, but uh, I think uh, they're one. Of, they're one of the few teams that you can say they improved. Yeah, I agree with that. I would certainly agree. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody else at the top kind of got worse. But yeah. second, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can move in that high though. There's one team I like a lot more than them, not counting Colorado, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So it's, this is interesting, too, because last year, obviously, they had 97 points. The current line this year is at 69 and a half. So they're expected them to kind of stay around the same. For me, Wait, I love this over. You, you, mean, you 96. mean 96. 96, sorry. Yes, 96. <laughs> 69 and a half. And I'd be 69 and a half. That's the, yeah. that's the lock of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Sell your house, take out a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I guess I was just being a pervert. Uh, no, it's 96 and a half. But I, I like the over here. Um, I guess... What are your thoughts on this as well? Because I know Franco, you're high on them too. Yeah, I'd probably go with the over. I, I do think they're better than they were last year, so it's it seems pretty easy considering they were 97 last year. I, I don't see how they couldn't take a step forward. Yeah, Chad's Betsky, yeah. are you guys on the same thing? I know Chad's a little down on them. I, I like them. I think they're a lot better than Dallas. I think they make the playoffs. 97's a lot, and I don't know if it's like. I haven't fully gotten used to this new age NHL yet. Cause like back in the day, like 93 and you were like a solid three or four seed. So like, I'm saying like 97, like that seems like a lot, but I think this is a really good line. I think this is right around where they're going to finish. I could see them finishing anywhere between like that 93 to like 99. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be staying away from it. If I had okay. to lean, I'd probably go over. I-, I like them. I think they make the playoffs. Like I mentioned, and I think they will be the third or fourth best team in the division. But I'm not confident enough to be like they're definitely gonna, you know, be there. Yeah, but or Betsky. I put I put a half unit on the over earlier because I put a half unit on Kent Johnson Calder too. So um yeah, I like the over a lot. I I think if anything, they underperformed last year or or again, those top teams kind of stole wins from them. And I, I think when I look at the top three from last year, Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, I think all three of those teams got worse. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Minnesota here. Um, obviously, I think the big news was the uh, Kaprizov rescue from the things I've been seeing. It sounded like a CIA operation that Bill Guerin described it as. Um which is absolutely wild. I'd, I'd love to have like a story come out later or a documentary of just like what happened and who was involved in that. Cause that seems like it was absolutely fascinating in the off season. Um, I mean, yeah. Fascinating. Yes. But it's not adding much to this team either. I think I, I don't want to talk to you too much about that. Like it's just weird story all around. This seems going to be worse than they were last year. I think we could all agree on that. Yes. No. Yeah, they, any they, way they you lose Fiala. Yeah. 102 and a half is a ridiculous line, in my opinion. That's yeah. insane. I agree. Yeah, and that's still a 11-point drop-off, which is crazy. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'll start my, here with... Uh, go my ahead, biggest Jeff. story with this team is I don't understand how they watched a, a basically like 25 to 30 games of... Mark Andre Fleury and yep. Cam Talbot, 
and yep. came to the decision like Mark Andre Fleury is our guy. I I like, don't. But th- by what eye test or statistic did that make sense? I think Talbot was pissed. Oh, they said he was fired up. Yeah, well, they did. That's him great. Reports, yeah. So just don't re-sign Mark Andre Fleury and be like, you'll be the starter. I think like, they. Just ease I think, any concerns. I think they burned the bridge. I, I, look, it's the NHL. People get pissed off. Like this is a professional. Like. I don't see why you can't just like be like, hey, we fucked up. Like you are a guy. Show him a, you know, a sign of good faith. And like by not taking Mark Andre Fleury back, like I just don't see why they couldn't have gone that route. Like, don't yeah. if Cam Talbot was that pissed, okay, fine. But no matter what, this makes their team a lot worse. I don't think Mark Andre Fleury is even close to the goalie that nope. Cam Talbot is. Yeah, I'll, th- I'll throw it to you here. Uh Franco, obviously, Caprice off. Uh what do you have? Like 100, over 100 points last year. Uh, Fiala was also a big part of their offense. Zuccarello had his uh, career high last year at 79 points, but it seems like scoring outside kind of that top two lines could be an issue for them. Yeah, and it looks like they're really going to put a lot of faith in these young guys. Mm-hmm. So is is <clears throat> Boldy ready to be that guy, and is Rossi going to really come in? I don't know if, if Erickson Eck moves up to the second line now as opposed to the third line. Or if it's if you know daily faceoff is to believe we got Rossi, Boldy, and Goudreau. Uh, yeah, I I don't see the depth that they had last year, and and I know Jordan Greenway is missing, I guess right now. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't see where the, all the goals are going to come from that they had last year. And I know it's just Fiala, but he I, he seemed to be a guy that would put the team on their back when they needed him. So I, I, I don't. know. I have to say, I think Marco Rossi is getting undersold a bit. I think he's a really exciting prospect. I think as a rookie, I could see him putting up like 50 points this year. I think he's going to be a pretty nice pickup. I'm excited about Matthew Boldy. Obviously, Joel Erickson at home. Just hammer him every single time. We love him. I'm just uh, worried I, that they're putting too much on those guys' plates, though. Like, this isn't like a bottom-tier team that you're expecting these young guys to come in and just play. Like, this is a team with playoff aspirations, and now you're saying... I, I agree, kids. But you're not putting them on the top line. You know Caprice loves playing a ton. You know Zuccarello. Like, they're going to take the majority of the load. I don't think Boldy is, like, a rookie where you have to worry about him anymore. He's come through and kind of done that. So it's really just Marco Rossi. You shelter him. You put him in a good spot. I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to be a good player. I still think they're most likely a playoff team this year. But 103 and a half is a lot for me. I, I don't know if I could see them going over that this year. Yeah, I mean, Betsky, we talked about this earlier, but their goaltending now, uh, mm-hmm. nice one-two duo, but they bring in Philip Gustafson from Ottawa last year. He went 5-12-1 with a 3.5 GAA and .829 save percentage uh, in his 18 games last year. If Fleury is not the guy and struggles a bit, it seems like they have major issues on their hand in net. Yeah, and that's where I wonder if they make a trade. Because their, I, their I, issues, they have no cap space. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, they're still sunken by Prize and Suter. Mm-hmm. I, I will say they're they're not going to make a trade in goalie. They have the number one goalie prospect in the NHL. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. kind of the one up and coming thing. I think he's playing his first year in North America this year, starting the AHL. If it struggles, I Jesper Wolf said will definitely come in and get a chance there. It's whether he's going to be ready at age 19 to play in the NHL. Like that's, yeah. going be, that's going to be tough, but I, I like him a lot. I don't think this is the year like for him. Ideally they want to probably wait till next year. 
But um, I was just looking at that. Do you know Mark Andre Fleury was the third worst goalie last year by goal saved above wow. expected? Only Carl Vegmelka, Philip Grubauer, and Kevin Lankinen were worse than him. Yeah, I don't get how they the saw list. him last year and they said, "Yeah, let's uh, let's bring him back for two, two more years. years." Two years. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Franco here. I know we talked about or Chad said he's taking the under, right? I believe of one hundred one and a half. Yep. Sorry, just stuff in my face. With yeah. Me. No, no, all good. Uh, yeah, no, I want to hear your thoughts here, Franco, on this, because it is uh, juice to the over here at 101 and a half, minus 130 on DraftKings, plus 100 for the under here. So are you uh, you up with riding with Cheds here? I, I have a hard time with it because I still feel like they're top three maybe in this division. And – like that alone almost guarantees it to be right around there, especially we talked about how bad Chicago and, and Phoenix are going to be like this. Those are just free wins. I, I mean, unless these teams just get underrated, I guess, but I don't know. I probably won't bet it, but if anything, I would probably go with the over still. They had 113 last year. That just means that they're not going to be as good as last year. And I feel that way, but I don't know if they're going to be, under 101 and a half. Yeah, it seems like a tight line. Betsky, what about you? Yeah, it's, my gut says the over, but if I would put money on it, I'd probably do the under in hopes that they truly have a goalie issue. I also don't think they mind having a retool year. You know, some teams, how they're, they kind of hit a wall and you pull, pull things back. And especially with a really strong draft like this, and you, you hope to pick up a kid that can be a difference maker while some of your new kids are starting to get pulled up and they have one of the best prospect pools in the league. You know, I don't think I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't think this will happen, but let's say they have a really disastrous start of the season. Yeah. Flurry goes down at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell a piece or two by deadline because of some of the cap issues they currently have anyways. And I mean, they lost a big piece. Yeah. It's weird though. When you look at this team, it almost felt like, which is odd saying this, but when they acquired flurry that they were almost trying to go all in last year with the roster that they had. I think they had to go all in hypothetically because like, no offense to them. Like, I don't see how it's possible to be a contender with 14 million in dead cap. Yeah. That's literally two top line players that you can get. They're paying in dead cap right now. Like it's literally two Kevin Fiala's they could have paid. Like I don't disagree with Betsky. Like this could be a retool year for them. The problem is like, who are you trading away? The only UFA really is Dumba. I think he's a cornerstone piece of that team. I think he's better than than Jonas Berdeen. I'm not sure. Yeah. I really, I really, like, they don't really have anything to, like, trade. But I can also see what you're saying where, like, maybe they are just going to take a step back, like, let the rookies figure it out. Because, in my opinion, for the next two years, I, I can't see you being, like, competitive. You're going to have to wait till those cap hits, like, go away. Exactly. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on to St. Louis here. Um, St. Louis obviously gets rid of Billy Huso. They trade him to Detroit. Um, and 
kind of a big playoffs for Bennington. Obviously, kind of reemerged as the number one goaltender. He was awful last year during the regular season. Huso took over the majority of the starts for them, and then Bennington kind of really excelled last year. So sticking with him, um, I'll throw it to you here, uh, Betsky, first. What I mean, do we think this is kind of the old Bennington returning to form, or what are your thoughts on this? Oof. I mean, that's like the million-dollar question. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he seemed – I think you see this where understudies kind of start to make some noise and your starter usually gets moved or they stay and the, the kind of backup, the up-and-coming backup gets moved out. It seems like it's pretty mixed of what that outcome looks like for the starter after that. Bennington seems to kind of have a very, very competitive edge. And I want to say this is probably good for him. And, and I do like Greece as, as backup. Um, I think it's another type of guy you can pump the brakes if Bennington's starting to really kind of bobble the, his games and you can give him a minute. And he doesn't have to necessarily be worried about his starting position being completely taken over. Um, but maybe, maybe he would plays better with that type of pressure behind him too, because he, I mean, he looked really good in that Colorado series. Yeah. Really he good. En- he ended the season really strong. And normally I don't put too much weight in recency bias like that, but I mean, he, He's kind of like Matt Murray a couple of years ago. I mean, when he did the the cup run, he just looked like their savior. Yeah. I all I'm gonna say is I just took a look at what their line is at, and this is gonna be my best bet for this division 100 percent Yeah. Jez, I'll stick with you here. Obviously, they lose Perron, but they kind of made a big bet on Thomas. Uh eight years, 65 million contract here. Uh, you're kind of our go-to cap guy here. Do you think it was deserved? Definitely deserved. Robert Thomas is their first line center. Yeah, he, he deserved that money. He's young. He's going to break out. We saw and we talked about how the Devils did it with Jack Hughes, and it paid off. I think if you want to be an elite team with a chance to win, you have to make these types of like risks, both with him and Cairo, similar to what the Avalanche did with McKinnon before he truly like broke out. This team, in my opinion, is so deep. Yes, yeah. they lost it. They lost Perron, but like I think if there's a team that's going to be able to overcome it, like I think they're built for it. A lot of veteran leadership, a lot of good players up and down the lineup. I really, really like this team. I, I, I 95 and a half to me is a joke. Yeah, they genuinely I mean, a joke, in my opinion. Yeah, you look at their top three lines, even their fourth, too. It's very, it's extremely deep with talent, too. It's one of the more complete teams. And if Bennington can kind of return to form, I think they have a great shot at that. I'll throw it to you here, Franco, here. It seems like this uh, Vladimir Tarasenko saga has been going on forever. Um, Obviously, I kind of want to throw it to you here and just hear your thoughts on it. I just don't get why. I mean, I understood going into the last year, right? He he had a down year, and they were looking to move him. But after having such an, a good year last year and, and the chemistry he had with Thomas and Buchnevich, I don't understand why why it's even still a thing, you know? Like, why not just let's let's put it water under the bridge and let's let's win 
let's win. You know, this, this team is good enough to compete in this division. They have the depth, like Chad said, and if Bennington can be the old Bennington and the guy we saw in the playoffs last year, this team could be good. I mean, we have questions in goal in Minnesota. This is a team. I feel like we don't have that question and we have the depth. So I think they can leapfrog Minnesota here. Um, I, I think with Tarasenko really quickly, sorry to cut you off. I think this is just going to be it. Like both him and Ryan O'Reilly have last year's in their contract right now. I think this is going to be like their swan song. This will most likely be both their last years and they're going to hand over the reins to the young guys. They're going to just let Kairou and Thomas take this team over. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, even their top two pairs of defensemen uh, are pretty solid as well, I guess. Um, before we move on to Winnipeg, any kind of closing thoughts here? Chad's, I know you're on the over 95 and a half here. Franco and Besco, you guys riding with him, or are you looking in a different direction? I'd absolutely ride that. That's crazy. I didn't realize it was that low. Yeah, I don't. That's like the same number as Dallas, right? I don't, I don't really understand how yep. that is possible. Yeah, same so, number. Yes, over. It's, it's juice to the under as well, which is kind of crazy. It's plus money on uh, DraftKings. So, all right. That's insane. Yeah. It almost feels like we're like missing something. Can can I also say one thing? Yeah. Um, if you had just gone onto the Avalanche and finished the episode, I would have never even thought about the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> yep. This is one team that just, like I said, I was talking before the podcast um, to Betsky, I believe, and I was like, you just never hear this team. I was like, I I don't get their games. Like, they, I just don't see this team. I guess. We can get into How them. Is, yeah. I can, can I start? Because I'm looking at their lineup right now. Yeah, please. Because I, I don't know where to go with this team. How were they bad last year? Their lineup is legitimately, like, I think right on par with St. Louis. Like, they have an incredible lineup. Like, what happened? They're Apparently pretty deep. Good. I also heard there was a huge locker room divide last year between the old, older guys and the younger guys. I mean, it wasn't Ehlers out for a while. I'm not sure. Or maybe like half their, the season. You're looking at their top line, Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, and Nikolai Ehlers. Like, that's one of the better top lines in the NHL. That, that line can score a yeah. lot. Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler on the second line next to a really good youngster in Cole Perfetti. Like, love that second line. I think Connor Hellebuck's one of the better goalies in the NHL. He's mm-hmm. probably top seven, in my opinion. He's one of he, the better he ones. had a down year last year. Though. Yeah. I think that, that's what hurt this team. I think he bounces back this year, though, I, I would say. Their, Their blue defense lines. is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would say that. It's, I would say it's below average. Morrison Schmidt. Morrison and Schmidt are good. Schmidt's getting a little P- bit older. Pionk's, Pionk's not, not bad good. either. Pionk's not bad. I agree with that. Yeah. Pionk's Schmidt not doesn't a big have name, the juice on them pretty anymore. good. Yeah. I mean, the issue, too, for this team is that it feels like, which I I say this, like, half-heartedly, but their championship, like, I guess, stretch is almost kind of coming to an end. They have 12 contracts that expire in either 2023 or 2024, including Hellebuck, Wheeler, Shifley, Dubois. Well, I think Dubois made it pretty obvious that he wants to leave. Like, he basically said it without saying, like, I want to go to Montreal. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all off-season. But, like, their forward core is deep. I, I agree, yes, their defense is meh at best. 
but like it's not terrible. Like I, I could see this team being a surprise. Like if Connor Helwood goes back to, to what we know he could be, like it's gonna be a pretty good team. Yeah, they also have a new coach. Paul Murray stepped down. That's right. Um, so, yeah, uh, Rick Bonus. Franco. Uh, I was gonna say Frank yep. or Franco, who is their coach. Yeah, so he he's a new coach, and it it looks like he's going to take kind of a new approach to this team. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. They're they're an interesting team for me right now. Uh, what's their their current lines at eighty seven and a half? They had eighty nine points last year, but it, it feels like they regressed last year. But they're kind of primed for a bounce back year. So I think that's an interesting line as well. I don't know what your, what your thoughts on that are. My concern is what we were talking about before where this draft is ridiculous. And if you got a bunch of expiring contracts and you start off cold, man, you can move Shifley. You can move PLD Wheeler. You could maybe start going as far as getting Ehlers out. You got, you're they going could be to sellers. Get, yeah. You could be sellers and you could get really good returns on some of these players. If, if they go that route. So when you kind of look at the daily face-off lineup and you make that nice little L starting from Shifley down and to the right, poof, that top six gets pretty bad. Um, that would be my only concern with taking the over. I, I'm looking at their team. and like, uh, First off, I had no clue that Rick Bonus is their head coach. That absolutely makes me hate this team. It kind of, yeah, it kind of ruins it if he's going to put that defensive st- first yep. style yeah. on this team. But like, I don't know what that does. If the, I mean, look, we all hate him, but like he did a good job getting that Dallas team, who I think has a lesser sum of their parts than this Winnipeg Jets team does. Winnipeg also struggled defensively big time last year. So it kind of may be just what they need, oddly enough. You know, I agree. That, that's what I'm trying to say say like bonus was able to do more with what i would almost consider less yeah dallas is a better defensive yeah. core but i think winnipeg's better up front i think winnipeg also has a better goalie like i genuinely think connor Hellbuck's one of the best goalies in the nhl yeah he won the best now what 2019 2020 yeah the, the number's really interesting here i have him at 88 and a half i think i like the over for them yeah uh, yeah 87 and a half on uh DraftKings. if you're looking for a better number but yeah, I guess. What's the what's the juice on that though? Minus one fifteen. Oh, okay. No, I have minus one thirteen for eighty eight. So I definitely go to DraftKings there. Yeah, Franco uh, Betsky. Any closing thoughts on this team? I know we kind of briefly talked about them, but they're one of the more interesting teams, I'd say. Yeah, I, I it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see where they go. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like Dallas, too, of like you just wait to see what the first few games kind of hold for this team. This whole middle chunk of the division actually is tighter than I thought before going into this. Yeah, it's it's hard to really place them, you know, like if if you do like the Jets, like how high can you really move them up? Yeah, what's their ceiling, basically? I do like their off. And I like them going into last year and they just underperformed with these guys. I I don't know what to to expect. I mean, they missed the playoffs by eight points last year, and yeah. they kind of had a terrible year. So it really does like make you wonder if they have any sort of kind of positive, uh, I guess, a better year than last year that they can kind of sneak into the playoffs. 
I really like any- the upside of Perfetti too on that second line. If he and especially if they bump him up with Connor, like he was playing last year, like I, I really like the idea of that. I love Cole Perfetti. I think he's one of the top prospects. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about really him. Bet on him this year, so get some Is nice he lines. A rookie. He he played a good amount last year. I don't know if he misses the deadline or the. the I think he did because I think he was playing by like last December. No, yeah. you could take Cole Perfetti. Plus one thousand for the Calder. He's not. He's oh. still considered a rookie. Really? He's one of the highest odds guys. Though is the problem. Like this and is then, a guy you could realistically see. Like if he's ever. playing on a line with Connor and Shifley, and they have not? a great year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but bonus kind of slows the whole offense down. I don't know. True. I mean, it didn't slow down Hints or Robertson. Those two were fine. No, it's true. It's true. The top line was fine. Like Kyle Connor is going to get his. He's one of the top three goal scores in the NHL. Like, yeah. outside of Matthews and, like, Ovechkin, I think he might be one of the best scorers in the NHL. He flies under the radar because he plays in Winnipeg so much. Yeah. He's he's damn good. Yeah. He's a good player. I, yeah, I, think he New up his, I almost feel like he had a down year last year. No, no man. He was a guy that you could, bet, you could bet him to score goals at one point, like a nice plus number, and then like it started getting yeah. like minus 110, minus 120 on goal score props for him. I'm like, damn, yeah, man. Crazy. I, think, I think I thought he had a bad year because I it was one of those players where he hits one night, and then every time I jumped on, I just missed. So. <laughs> no, he, I genuinely like – I said top three, top three is pushing a little bit. I don't know if he's better than Dry Settle, but he's probably a top five goal scorer in the NHL for sure. And also, I would—he's going to be one to jump on shot props early because I think for most of the year he was at four point five. He was at three and a half. Three and a half. It was three, okay. He's a three and a half guy. That is very inconsistent. So yeah, I don't, I don't like betting in the shot. <laughs> yeah, because he have games where he had like seven or nine. I do yeah. wonder what happened. He just had like. 95 more shots last year than ever before was he just feeling himself like what changed because he never went over 220 shots and then just exploded for 320 last year i would assume he got more ice time blake wheeler took a big downturn last year like yeah there was a stretch where like he couldn't score like at all so i would assume that he just got a lot more run than the previous years with these older guys i'm, I'm pulling up the hockey reference because it'll say Winnipeg, yeah Winnipeg shifley kind of had a down year too and ehlers was out for a while so yeah. franco he had an average extra 35 seconds compared to what he okay. had in 2019 that's, not, that's nothing and he had 82 more shots like i think part of it could literally be like he was feeling like he got scored more goals than he ever did in his career so he I, was just like confident maybe Shifley only played 67 games. Yeah, Connors um, had 47 goals in 79 games. Yeah, he, he had a great year last year. Great year. Yeah. Ehlers only played 62 Four games. penalty minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> they Fun modded. fact, did, did anyone know that he won a tro- uh, an award last year? No. Is it the one where it's like community service person of the no. year? <laughs> <laughs> no, he won the Lady Bing. Wow. Um, wow. Really? Exhibited Holy the best shit. type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. Usually this is the... That makes sense. Isn't this the trophy usually like the players that have the least amount of penalty minutes? I'm pretty sure that's it. It is. Yeah, yeah. he had four through 79 games last year. Look at him go. What a that's guy. actually insane. 
I feel like that's a trophy that Dak Suk won like all the time. Yeah. No, I, I I would think like a defensive forward like Dotson would never win it. Bergeron, like, like a no, Bergeron, that seems like a Bergeron trophy. No, I think players like that never have a chance to win it because like as good as they are defensively, the rules they're put in, they're inevitably going to take penalties if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're trusted to be like a shutdown guy, you're going to take penalties. Like for example, Ber- or Bergeron's never been under like 25 penalty minutes in a year. So when that took one at four years in a row. Four years in a row, baby. You like that? You like that knowledge? <laughs> That's a great pull. Jeez. That's a great pull. Yeah, Slavin, McKinnon, Barkov, Carlson, Goudreau. How about that? McKinnon win it. Twenty twenty. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That doesn't Goudreau, Goudreau, Goudreau like, makes Goudreau sense. Goudreau makes sense. Yeah. Goudreau makes a ton of sense because the St. Louis is on the list. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. That's, From, that's just, a weird fucking trophy. Yeah. Yeah, but, it is the one. It's but just talking about trophy. Winnipeg, I think we've all kind of talked ourselves into this team, it seems like. Yeah, I think so. I, <laughs> I didn't realize how much how much games lost they had from some of their top guys last year. And just the Hellebuck bounce back is yeah. very yeah. intriguing to me. You know, he's got to be better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, they're the line. Yeah, they had 89 points last year, and this line's at 87 and a half right now. I, I don't know how they can get worse. I guess the only scenario is if they trade, if they make trades, they decide to just sell off. If, yeah, if it's just if Hellbuck doesn't bounce back, they still got issues in the locker room, and they start selling. Yeah, it seems like an under-the-radar, though, team total. I, I kind of agree. You know? And it makes it makes me like the Minnesota under way more. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see if they came out with just, like, money wagered on each uh, on each team for, I guess, team totals. That'd be something interesting. But I, I don't know I don't how you get access to that. I think this Jet team's going to be good, man. I, yeah. I really can't see that. The only thing that's worrisome is, like, if that locker room divide stays there. Like eight and a half is not a lot. That, that's really not a lot of points in the NHL anymore. That's a bubble team. They can miss the playoffs and still hit that. Not yeah. to mention they did division, last year. Basically, every team in this division we're agreeing that it's gotten worse. There's yep. there's points to be had. The Blackhawks have gotten worse. The Coyotes are existing. The Blues, Wild, and I think Avalanche have gotten worse. Like there's room for points to be made, and they hit this last year already. Yeah, I don't think we well, – yeah, I guess we can get into that uh, next if you guys are ready to move on to Colorado here. Yep. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to – I just want to close out. I really like this team's over. Yep. Really, really like this team's over. Yeah, and we talked about kind of points we had, especially move on to Colorado here. 119 last year. I'll start with you here, Chuds. I don't think they get that this year. No, I, I think the Stanley Cup hangover is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of teams – you know, fall into that. I don't have numbers to back it up. It's just more like a feeling thing. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely is real and it absolutely does happen. On top of that, Landis Cog is going to be out for a good bit of time. Um, Losing so Godfrey hurts. Yeah, so the, the, I mean, this team's going to have some stuff to work around. The biggest one is they have Alexander Georgiev in that, which I, I don't understand where that was the thinking that he is the uh, who was their starting goalie last year? Okay, Darcy Kemper, Kemper replacement. Kemper. 
I mean, this team hasn't changed much, right? Like, I think, yeah, they lost Kadri, okay. But besides Kadri, they were able to keep most of their main pieces. They lost Sturm, love... Burkowski. I don't care about any of those guys. <laughs> uh, their D pairs are awesome. I love their defense. Having a guy like Samuel Gerrard and their bottom six, Bowen Byram in the top four, like, decor is incredible. Love, I love so much about the team. 119 is not happening. I think they're at what 112? I this have year's 111 and a half. Okay. So yeah, 112. The problem is like they're so good, and we just talked about how bad this division is. I'm probably leaning towards the over for that reason for that reason alone. But I think this team's gonna be worse than they were last year, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'll throw it to you here, Betsky. Um, obviously, Brantnett kind of filled in as a number two center last year while Kedra is out for a bit. Do you think he kind of solidifies himself in that role? Or do they look elsewhere I, with Comfer, Newhooker, even Evan Rodriguez, who they brought in, which wouldn't recommend. Has he ever played center? Yeah. Yeah, he um, played center in Buffalo, I believe. Oh, interesting. I, I think it has to be Newhook. I think it's Newhook, yeah. I, I think he they stack that Rantanen line with McKinnon until, especially until Landis God gets back. Yeah. Maybe we see some adjustments then, but I mean, losing Kadri is going to hurt. Nishutskin really kind of found his game, which man, I cannot believe I'm saying that. (laughs) So I think I think they still have a pretty solid top six. And I love the Rodriguez ad. I think that's Kind of exactly what they need if they it's, need shots. That's going to be sneaky. Goals. Yeah. yeah, he played well for Pittsburgh last year. Yeah, if he if he delivers half of what Kadri did, like he just got like a that free padding. I think Newhook's going to take a big step up too. I've always really liked the prospect, and I think he's really great for that system and and what they have there. Um, we may not see that true breakout till next year, but I wouldn't be shocked if Newhook can put up fifty to sixty points this year. Um, 111 seems high for me though. He, I, I thought the exact same thing at first, but if we're all agreeing that every team's worse in this division, like, yeah, this team can just outscore everyone. I feel like that's they're gonna have to if your gift starting, yeah. And yes. I think, I think they can though. So that's gonna be seven starting out of the gate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll throw it to you, Franco, but you look at their D. I mean, Byram seems like he's kind of primed for a breakout year. Uh, played well last year in the playoffs. They re-signed John Manson and then obviously McCarr and Taves. But, I mean, they're absolutely loaded back there. Yeah, this this D core is just rock solid. And I, I love Byram. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. But yeah. him as a prospect, I'm really high on him taking this next step and being the guy. So I, I, the goaltending is not there, but you have a really good D in front of them. Maybe this goaltending tandem might surprise. Frenzo had some moments last year. He where did. He, he showed he flashes of being a starter, but yeah, I'm interested to see this. Um, are you high or low on this total as well? It's, it's tough. I I would say you have to go over just because of, again, 
Chicago and Phoenix, or sorry, I keep saying Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona State. Arizona State, yes. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of wins that, that they can beat up on all these teams in this division, let's be frank. Every single one of them. None of them are, are going to be the team winning the best out of the of each of these series. So Yeah, they can put up five, six a night, and no one really bats an eye. Exactly. So I, I don't see any problems and I don't really think it matters who's in that. I, th- I think that was kind of the case throughout last year at points when, when Kemper wasn't at his best or they yeah, were throwing man. Jonas Johansson in there and stuff like that. So I, I think they can just do whatever they want kind of, the, but yeah. I think your factors are the cup hangover. How much are they able to replicate Kadri's production and ability to stabilize that second line? And then the goaltending. Yeah, I, th- I think those are all uh, fair questions. So anything else before I move on to our preview here for the finished standings? It's a, it's a strange division. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going, it's like, it's like a kid going through puberty. It's got a lot <laughs> of changes right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes up. I feel like a lot of us, I feel like we're going to all be completely wrong or just completely totally. right on, on some of these teams. We're, we're hot. I, it seems like some of us are higher on other teams than, than some of us, but I think this I, is. I, you can make arguments for all these teams to be either better or worse than they were last year. I, I think I, I think I have my list. I, I think I got it. Yeah. All right. With that being said, let's start with you, Chad's here. All right. I'm going to start from the bottom because that's okay. what makes I like it easier that. for myself. I like that. Yeah. Chicago last. Okay. Arizona second to last. Okay. Dallas, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, St. Louis, Colorado. All right. I like that. Betsky or Franco, do you guys have your list ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I've changed it about 10 times throughout the show. So here we go. That's kind of why I just wanted to go. Because I can't change it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go ahead and go from the bottom to it makes okay. sense, I think. So Blackhawks, Coyotes, Stars, Jets, Wild, Blues, Preds, Avs. Wow. I can't put my trust in John. <laughs> Mine's going to be pretty similar. Yeah. All right. Betsky, are you good? Yeah, I'm I'm going to do Chicago last as well. Okay. Partially not to jinx my favorite team. I assume Arizona's second. Yeah, Phoenix or Arizona second. Um, then I'm going to go Winnipeg. Even though I think they have a point increase, I think they're still behind some of these other teams. Then I'm going to go Dallas, Minnesota. St. Louis, Nashville, Colorado. Wow. I, I'm. Is that uh, what was Franco's again? Franco had Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Dallas, Arizona, Chicago. So you guys are the same one, just flip flopping. Um, Jets and Stars. Yeah, yeah, Jets and Stars. Yeah. So I'll start uh, from the, go ahead here. I Jets. just want to, I, I will be flabbergasted if Nashville finishes second in this division. Yeah. Clip it, whatever you need to. I, <laughs> I can't see that happening. Yeah, I, I moved them about four times, honestly. Like, I had the Blues ahead of them. I had the Wild ahead of them. But, like, I look at the issues with Bennington, like yep. being all in on Bennington and 
Mark Andre Fleury, and that's kind of like I look at Soros and I know what I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind fair. of my argument there. Just just to give you like the insight of what's going on in my Franco. I think they're a playoff team, but second in the division. Like I, I think they'll comfortably finish fourth. But okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So I have mine all to start from the top here. I had it written down. Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Dallas, Chicago, Arizona. So I guess we can move on to what team total is now? Your favorite best bet of the week. Or Cheds, do you want to start off? I had a few written down. I gotta find it here for a second. Yeah, I mean my favorite's gotta be St. Louis. Yep. I was going to say, are we all in favor of the Chicago under too? Can we just like not use that one? <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> if no one uses it, you can. So all right, well yeah, okay. I'm you, gonna I'm gonna go St. Louis. St. Louis over. over. Okay. All right, Besky, do you want to use Chicago under here? Or yeah, I might as well, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I'll do the Chicago under. Um, my my initial one was Nashville over, but I really like that St. Louis one maybe a little bit more than the Nashville over. I didn't realize how big that discrepancy was, but for for the sake of our picks, I'm going to do Chicago under. Yeah, Franco? I guess I'll go Nashville over then that by default. Um, but I do really like that Blues one as well. I agree. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go with the team we just talked about here. I'll go with Winnipeg over 87 nice. and a half here, um, just for some disparity here. But I also did have Nashville over Chicago under as other two picks that I liked as well. Uh, all right. Any closing thoughts on the central division here? Also, I think Colorado minus 150 to win the division. I know it's a little heavy on the juice, but I feel like you can lay that pretty comfortably. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. Do we do we think this is a division where we get five playoff teams or are we, are we thinking four and four? I think it's five again. We had five last year. I, I don't see the Pacific being that strong again. Hold on, let me look at the Pacific oh, real quick. There's an, uh, X, there's an X factor on it. Ooh. But you're going to say Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's four and four. I think it's four and four. That's true. I forgot about I think, Vegas. I think I think so too. I just wanted to kind of see where you guys were at, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so I guess if obviously are you guys all comfortable with Chicago or Colorado laying that number as well, or are you looking elsewhere for some value? I'm not. I'm not going to do that division for Colorado. It, I don't want the juice. And if you had to, I don't. I don't like that. If, if, I had if, to, if I if I had to make one bet, yeah, I guess that would be the one. But yeah. I I usually don't bet that kind of number, just especially on a future for, too. For a future, it's just like it's not how I like to tie up my money personally. And I would just personally, I'd rather just do like parlay them with the Hurricanes. You get a plus four hundred. There you go. So now you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's a hell of a bet. Uh, all right. I guess that wraps up the episode here. Cheds, want to let the people know where they can find you. At Top Cheddar Picks on awesome. Twitter. Franco? At Franco the Banker on Twitter. Betsky? At Gretzky Betsky's on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Gator Betting and on Instagram at Gator Sports Betting. That has been another episode of Expected Bets 4. We'll be back next week for our Pacific Division preview and possibly some awards as well for some futures we're going to place. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week.